all of those movies too have something in common none of them have dragons (laughs) (laughs) this one is fun overall like you are entertained and captivated throughout the whole entire time whereas slow burn type of movies they're going to be good eventually but you're not like it's you needing to stick it out throughout the whole entire film in order for it to be good this one you're not fighting to stick around you're just like you're captivated the whole time Welcome to the Discuss and Discuss podcast. Today we'll be talking about Dungeons and Dragons. I'm Kevin. I'm Derek. And this movie you were very hesitant on, (laughs) but I knew it was going to be a freaking good movie. What'd you think? (laughs) Dude, it's, it's such a ride. It's such a fun ride. It has everything that I actually really like in like a, a fantasy comedy. So (laughs) the, the only other one I can reference that I would say this meets the level of is your highness. Yeah, oh, you, you actually like your highness? <laughs> yeah, dude. yeah, dude. That was uh, Danny. Uh, what's his name? Danny McBride. McBride's like one of his best movies. The the problem with that one is it has James Franco. Yes. But if they replace James Franco and use like Michael Sarah instead, it would have been awesome. It's the whole the whole thing was just so fun. Like taking it for what it was at the time. It just again didn't take itself too serious and mm-hmm. <laughs> had all the best comedy aspects that danny mcbride is really good for and known for and i don't know that is really good but D D, whoo it's good it's so good <laughs> i put down that is the best movie of this year so far that is bold though why is that why is that back it up back up your claim <laughs> easy name of another movie that entertained you to this level that Just, we've seen so uh far. john wick four you haven't even seen John Wick 4. Yeah, but it looks really good. <laughs> here's, here's the problem with John Wick 4. It's John Wick 4, you're going to watch it because of all the action scenes. Yes. But you're not going to be captivated with the story or you're not going to be like, you know, you're just going to watch it because of Don Yen. At least that's my my excuse. It's like, I'm just going to watch it for the cool action scenes. That's it. Like, you don't really care about story. You don't really care about all this other stuff. Like, John Wick 1 is probably the best one because it establishes story and world and then the character hmm. everything afterwards is like a continuation of action scenes yeah it's true and it looks like everything else is like mainly like indie films that could be good i'm just looking them up you know but like oh yeah just pull up the 2023 <laughs> yeah. uh movie list that came out so far yeah best movies uh so far and it's just like a lot of indie ones so i'll give it that you know air apparently is pretty good are you there, God? That one got ninety nine percent. Well, here's, here's the thing, though. Like, just because it's good, that's so vague. We don't know what made it good, and everyone, like these indie films, they're gonna be good, but they're gonna be good because oh, this is a good story, and then there's a lot of good acting in it, which made it feel like you were watching um, a story unfold that's like a, in a different time or whatever. All of those movies too have something in common. None of them have dragons. <laughs> <laughs> this one is fun overall. Like you are entertained and captivated yeah. throughout the whole entire time. Whereas slow burn type of movies, they're going to be good eventually, but you're not like, it's you needing to stick it out throughout the whole entire film in order for it to be good. This one, you're not fighting to stick around. You're just like, you're capped. You're captivated the whole time. Yeah. And this is the funny thing. Like, <sighs> I 
I'm not a big fan of Chris Pine. Mm-hmm. Neither of us are big fans of Justice Smith. Yeah. <laughs> but I will admit, so Chris Pine did win me over a little bit in Horrible Bosses 2. Okay. Cause I didn't he, even know he was in that movie. Yeah, he's, he just plays like this like spoiled brat dude. And, uh, you know, he, he's, he kills his dad. Oh, okay. But like, he's really funny in that one. And he brings the the same kind of like feel to this character here. Okay. Yeah. I know. I told you that he has a lot of funny lines in this film. <laughs> he did. He he. I laughed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> in the beginning, he's he's telling that story to uh, the council, <laughs> and he's earning <laughs> his innocence or his pardon. Yeah. He's like, you know, this. The story is, it would just be so much better if Jonathan was here. <laughs> it's like, we're perfectly capable without Jonathan. Just keep going. <laughs> well, it's funny because he's diving into like, because it's a voiceover. Well, I mean, it shows his shot. But then as he gets deeper and deeper into like the feels of the story and you're watching like this playback or flashback of the story, it's all super serious. And then it's like, you know, this, I just can't help thinking that this story <laughs> would be better if Jonathan was here. And Jonathan is just a funny like, <laughs> <laughs> character. It's it's super fantastical. You know, that, that's a, another thing you had to incorporate in D&D, and I'm so glad they did. Like, I, I'm sure they wouldn't, like, not do it, but <laughs> it's cool, because Jonathan, like, this suit, it, it's realistic, right? It's like an actual suit. Yeah, yeah, well, you can tell. Yeah, he, that it was just like it's almost like the suit you would wear to uh, role play LARPing. And that's why I'm glad it's not like all CGI too. Yeah, but my favorite part in that scene specifically was when he's like, "All right, you know, let me go back to the story," and he repeats what he said. And like, <laughs> it's like you went back too far, and he's like, "Oh, sorry." Like, yeah. <laughs> like, that's freaking hilarious. Those that's quips good. are too good, man. And then <laughs> when so Jonathan good. finally comes, and there's that one shot of the camera that turns to the councilwoman, and she's like, Jonathan. <laughs> and then, and and then the, the next council person is like, wait, but we we accept your, we approve your pardon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys didn't need to do that. And then they develop this whole escape plan. It's like, I told you it would work. <laughs> oh, man. That's that's good stuff, man. But then the callback to the, to the end of the film, what's his face yeah what's his face the uh, dude i know it's hugh grant his character yeah he's really forge when forge tried to escape the same way and then uh he grabs on the jonathan and then he jumps into the window <laughs> and it's all bricked up <laughs> jonathan just gets messed up yeah. <laughs> and then another shot to that councilwoman jonathan <laughs> like that's her that's just her line oh jeez, and she del- she she delivers it expertly expertly yeah <laughs> Oh man, the chaos in this like movie is just otherworldly. Like it's Otherworld. just so funny. Like everything that happens, like on their journey, like when they finally go to the castle mm-hmm. and stuff. Well, not the ca- well. There's a lot. There's the chaos at the castle, and then the chaos, chaos hunting for the helmet. Yes, yeah, the hunting for the helmet, and the end scene where like they have the maze. Like everything they do is just so fun it was super fun and you don't even want the journey to end you're just like actually that's one of the cool things about this movie is that you are part of this journey and you're just having a fun time and i love that they had multiple settings yes it wasn't just one dungeon for the whole film because then you're i think that would have been way way boring whereas in this one you get like three to four different locations 
Yeah, so it's pretty much like the castle and then the graveyard. Yeah, you, you even have like the small town that uh, Michelle Rodriguez uh, character, what's her name? Holga. Holga, yeah, she goes back to, which we'll touch on a little bit later. Uh, the, the We do get a cave scene, which was really cool. And then, you know, the maze. Yeah, the that dungeon. What, the maze thing was cool because then that was part of like the games. And then I'm glad that the games actually happened and we were able to be part of it whereas you know it wasn't like harry potter where what is it goblet of fire they have like the opening sequence is like after the world turn with the world quidditch game already ended it's like we didn't get to see yeah we didn't get to see any of the even though they made quidditch such a big thing in the books or not just the books but in like the earlier films yeah so i'm glad that we got to see the games in here (laughs) (laughs) not that like the games are a big thing in D, it's just that if you're gonna talk about it at least like show us what it's like because we want to see like there's curiosity there yeah and uh <laughs> it's i don't even know where to touch on because like there's so many really good moments in this whole movie mm-hmm. like in the beginning so one of my favorite shots in the whole movie was actually when they were sitting and waiting for forge to come see them in the castle and they had that shot and you see like the hallway like extend all the way back mm-hmm. that had to be one of my favorite scenes it was just like really cool cinematically but and then chris pine delivers his line and he's just like how long have we been how long have we been here <laughs> oh, yeah. and then michelle's just like uh what did she say she's like something about like on this world or whatever it's like no no like sitting here she's answering him literally yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Her character works so well in this whole movie too, and mm-hmm. she, she was really good in this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was awesome. Um, I put her in here that she just took. Uh, Holga is all about family, and then she just took her Michelle Rodriguez just took her experience at Fast and Furious and just brought it to this film. Yeah, because then Holga protects Kira in the end. Yeah, it's just so funny. Like, she's really good, and she had one. She probably had the the best action scenes too. Yeah, like in that alleyway. That was badass. She had a lot of act, the where she had to fight those dudes in the when they were already in the castle, and she had an axe that was and yeah. she was beating all those dudes up. Yeah, yeah, in the uh, like the sword makers. Whatever yeah, it is. the blacksmithing room. Yeah, yeah, there we go. That's the term for it in the old days. <laughs> blacksmithing. <laughs> <The> blacksmithing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that scene was awesome. Did you like the portal heist? Yeah, I love the portal the, heist. That's that probably my favorite uh, sequence in the film, mainly because uh, it wasn't perfectly executed. So like when they first proposed the portal heist, I was like, huh, how are they going to do this? Oh, okay, cool. So you're just going to portal um, onto the their wheelbarrow or the carriage? Yeah. And then they would all just go through and then... Like all of them would be inside of that carriage and then go through the castle and then be in the in the room but that was not what happened yeah <laughs> they put the portal onto a painting and then they stuck it to underneath the carriage and then only doric went in yeah. there and then she needed to like hide pull the yeah pull the portal through and and then they would portal into the freaking vault yeah but <laughs> the painting fell over yeah <laughs> like that to me was like hilarious because it's a, a well-executed plan for the most part but yeah 
until one thing just truly messes up <laughs> like and it's like a super simple thing it like it just fell fell over <laughs> it's it's so smart too like mm -hmm. to introduce the idea of portals and then have it work the way it did like it's so cool like it really was to be like dude like this is the, the floor why is it facing the floor <laughs> like, yeah. why would they do that the, the nice thing too is like dork's like oh if i can create a hole i can worm my th way through and you see you're like chipping away at it i was like dude that's crazy smart <laughs> like of mm -hmm. course you can't just go through and push like the painting up like that doesn't yeah. make any sense you know and so like i don't know it was just like so funny to uh see uh chris pine and i know you wrote it in here too say like <laughs> plan a has a stink to it plan c is better <laughs> and he's like all right now we're going to plan c it's like is and then it plan c plan a it's like yeah but plan a has a stink to it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love that sequence too or that I like a lot of Pine's dialogue in this because he's pretty much the com comedic relief in this. Yeah. But I'm glad that the portal idea was not OP to the point where we skipped the adventure part. It's because of those obstacles that they were dealing just to, one, just to set up the painting itself was already hard and then made it, make it into the vault and then they didn't successfully do it because like a portal is already OP, yeah. first of all. Yeah. And they already set the limitation too, where it's like uh, it only has like uh, what is it, a range of five hundred yards, something like that. Yeah, I remember. But uh, what made it even, or to showcase how OP it was, was when they were in the dungeon and they needed to escape, or they're looking for the helmet, and um, they needed Simon to summon like some sort of magic to rebuild this bridge or to teleport them over <laughs> and then he broke it yeah because he accidentally <laughs> broke well that that scene was funny because zank was like all right you, you must be <laughs> <laughs> all right you have to do you have to step on every odd block and uh, every odd block. once you make it halfway you gotta step now it switches over to the even numbers <laughs> or whatever i was like what the heck is he talking about oh my god zank he's yeah. he literally is hands down probably my favorite character really yeah. just because he's super cool i mean they're all really good though because zank uh played by reggie Bridget yeah. yeah, he was in uh, Bridgerton. Yeah, he's one handsome, handsome dude. Yeah. And he so just I've plays heard. Zank so well because yeah. he's like, he's a better than you, like, dude, you know, personality type. He's like, I'm better than you, but also I'm not because yeah. I just want to make the world a better place. And he's like, I believe in you to do the right thing. <laughs> and then he's like, thanks. Here, you hold this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or like when he gave um, well when he made him swear he's like make sure to give the people will you swear to give back the people the money yeah. he's like yeah and then that's when he was like i believe in you to do the right thing here hold this <laughs> <laughs> or he's like i entrust you with this helmet because this helmet you know they went through all this stuff for it and then he's like cool thanks here you hold this <laughs> <laughs> it's, such, it's so good man oh jeez. Oh, but um so after simon breaks breaks down the bridge he's like oh i'm sorry i can't like i'm not that powerful of a wizard and then he noticed that holga was holding on to a hither tither stick or portal stick and he's like what the heck is that or you know he calls it hither tither stick and then he portals them over to the other side which is very op when you introduce yes this type of item yeah like you can just traverse danger yeah and it, it, it like I like that they put the limitations on there. Like I mentioned, it was 500 yards of, mm -hmm. of range, but it can only be wherever he sees. Yeah. 
So that's the other thing. He can't like picture it in his brain and like, you know, portal somewhere else. So like now we know there's a limitation to this OP, OP stick. OP stick. <laughs> that was a, that was a walking stick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a walking stick. But yeah, it was just like, okay, that's cool. You know, there's limitations to these things and whatever. And then, uh, well, introducing the limitations or like, I just call it magic system because like, if you're going to mm -hmm. introduce like some sort of magic system, we need to understand the, the limits so we can be on board with the consequences it's it's something that you mentioned before is that there's no consequences in the mcu is because we don't know how strong people are we don't know how strong their magic what's the limit you know like there's no uh rules to their magic whereas here we immediately know the extent of this magic stick yeah and then we see it showcased so you touched on that I'm, i wanted to i'll bring this up since it's a good segue for it because it's kind of true. We kind of don't know how strong each person is to, for the most part in D and D as well, because right. So the scene where Zank is, you know, going through, he's like, "I'll take care of this." <laughs> and he's you know, facing like seven dudes or whatever. Yeah, the undead dudes. Yeah, and he goes to this super cool action scene. He gets cut up, which I thought was going to be like a poison sword when it went on like green fire. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's like, like okay. a red witch's. Yeah, well, kind of like kind of yeah. like that the uh the thera theans the theans. yeah theans so i was like oh dude he just got poisoned whatever it'd be kind of funny to see him die right away you know because he's so, so op yeah, so. yeah but he doesn't die he also doesn't get injured and i think it's because he's also a thean so yeah he, he's like, also a thean so. he heals really fast but here's the other thing like in the end fight when they're all fighting against the the red witch which was actually a really cool scene mm -hmm. when they were like ganging up on her they don't get injured and <laughs> you know how i feel about this you know like every single one of them has the ability to get injured they're not immortal like doric right doric gets freaking tossed into like a brick wall or whatever and then she just gets up like she's fine mm -hmm. simon is just a wizard so like when he gets beat up or whatever he's like fine it uh, you know ed being a harper <laughs> like <laughs> all he does is use his harp yeah or his uh mandolin oh, i think that's what it's called um to like hit people with mm -hmm. like you you should show some cuts on them some bruises or something you know what i mean like that's the thing that well the thing about that fight too is that it's not even about them winning through fighting yeah, yeah. that i think that's why it doesn't matter if they get hurt or not because that wasn't like the point it, this isn't a fight to showcase how strong they yeah. are it's more so like all right this is how unstoppable uh sofina is right so these guys don't even stand a chance yeah. so they need to figure out some other way to win versus her but in the MCU, like, it's not just about how strong each person is. We don't really need to know that. It's more so um, working around a story that helps us be more on board with what's going on. Like, yeah. like, you know, if they did this portal scene and then they didn't give us the limitations, then you're, you're kind of just like, oh, that's kind of OP, which means we don't, t um, we're less on board with the journey because now the portal is too OP and then they can, they could have just used it to hop into the vault. And then if, if they didn't do that by the end of the film, we leave the theater thinking, oh wait, why didn't they just portal into the vault? And then that would ruin the whole story because you're like, oh shoot. Um, well, we know that there's a limitation now, therefore that's why they didn't do it. But if they didn't do that, we would ask the question, why didn't they portal into right. the vault? Yeah, I just would have liked to see some injuries. <laughs> Besides, you know, Michelle getting stabbed. Stabbed. 
<laughs> Olga, sorry. But anyway, yeah, those all of the action scenes were super cool. <laughs> <laughs> Just to like kind of go through like uh the one in the dungeon. Mm-hmm. We get we get the introduction of the chubby dinosaur, the chubby dragon. dragon. Yeah, <laughs> that dude. That's so funny. I'm glad that the dragon wasn't like. It's cool how it appeared first because it just showed his face, and you're like, "Oh damn, we're finally gonna get a dragon." Scene. That looked really cool, dude. That, yeah, and then he comes out, and he's like, chubby dragon, and then Holga's like, "Damn, that's one chubby dragon." Yeah. <laughs> I love like oh. when because he's chasing him at, um, and it's like this slope thing and the <laughs> dragon, dragon just starts rolling. <laughs> oh man! Like the the writing in this movie is so good because you can really picture like uh you know you yourself playing D anD D and mm-hmm. all these things happen and it doesn't have to be serious. It could be like oh you roll the dice and it's like oh this is the dragon you're gonna face now because you yeah. rolled a good dice, but you know it's like mid uh, whatever it's gonna be. Instead of facing like a super fearsome dragon or like, you know, a very low key underwhelming dragon. Now you face like this dragon, but it's super fat. <laughs> it's, it, it can barely fly and it can barely use its flames, you know, stuff like that. Like Those flames still look powerful. He oh, just, yeah. he, he barely flew. He just rolled everywhere. He's got hops. Oh man. <laughs> uh, a really good scene too was when they were in the graveyard and they're asking all the questions. <laughs> oh, dude, that scene was so funny. The <laughs> the first skeleton, he's like, he wasted all four of his questions like pretty quickly. And he's like, oh darn. All right, answer that, okay? <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> no, when they leave the that last skeleton guy, and he, they they already got their answers, and then they're all leaving. He's like. Oh, hey guys aren't you guys forgetting something and you know and that was only the fourth qu- fourth question <laughs> <laughs> that sucks they just left him oh, man sooner or later i hope someone finds him <laughs> if there's a second movie i hope actually they could do this like endlessly if they wanted yeah Dungeons uh, and dragons yeah i just hope it doesn't lose its charm there's so much like comedic charm in this yeah it's more importantly, it's an adventure and you're having fun all the way through, not just like at one specific moment. Like the MCU thing, or rather your uh, nitpicky thing on the scratches Injuries, and stuff, yeah. it's like that is something you can nitpick, but it didn't ruin the no, movie for you. Whereas in the MCU, you would just like to see something. <laughs> <laughs> Kill off Ant Man. <laughs> Go back to that last episode we did. Kill off Ant Man. Oh, geez. But. Yeah, this one, this one was fun. <laughs> well, I love how Zank was like, he, he straight up murked the seven Thaeans already. And then after he's done murking the seven Thaeans, he comes back and he's like, all right, now we must run. Because <laughs> they're, un- they're unstoppable. <laughs> they're it's like, wait, but you just taking them, you just took them out. And then they rose up from the dead again. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was really good. Uh, he said something like, oh, you can't kill what's already undead. Yeah, or something. And he's like, why did you tell that in the first place? <laughs> After this cool uh, fight sequence that he does, uh, another really good one was when he's walking away. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> it's like he's walking the, the straightest line. What is he gonna do? And there's a boulder in the way. Is he gonna go around it? Nope. He's just gonna walk right over it. Huh? <laughs> it's so it's so funny. It's so funny. I'm, I'm glad that he is an OP character, but because he's so above 
um he doesn't stay the whole journey yeah otherwise he probably would have murked sofina yeah everyone like he would have just like ran through everything yeah he would have so, like <laughs> yeah. he's just like this is your journey not mine it's like oh damn <laughs> <laughs> so you even enjoyed justice smith's performance in this do you like that he had an accent <laughs> i found it weird at first when i um when he his character first starts to speak when they recruited them or recruited him i was like i don't know if he's a good british accent actor no but this comes back to that saying where americans are really bad at british accents yeah so yeah. do we brush it off as like a generalization that we all suck at <laughs> i also think it plays a little bit better and i don't know i don't know if it was a true choice but i do think it plays a little bit better into the idea of D. &D yeah that it's just a role-playing game so he's role-playing this person with an accent yeah i was so gonna I, just, I was gonna mention that too i was like do we know it's because he's trying to be a good actor or is it good acting because he's playing you know what you said character essentially another thing of, along that line is that sofina's actress was playing her character very like Super very serious. Ser so serious that it all it felt totally different so now brings up that question is she that type of person type of D, &D player that's like overly serious in their role play and it, it's like totally different whereas everyone's like having fun yeah well i think that the reason why that makes sense is because sofina is more so like their opposition that mm -hmm. they have to face so tonally speaking that you mentioned like she probably should stay serious the whole time to bring that like aspect or the uh, uh was it the comparison is like all right this is like your whole journey these are the people you have to face against it's like a whole serious tone but then you also have like the characters like ford right like being a con man like we knew he was gonna fuck yeah. everyone over but to keep him being you know he also was like super fun to follow because hugh grant just is good at playing a dick yeah <laughs> but he also had a ton of personality when every single time he was in the same room with sofina he would say stuff like you know it's like oh uh you don't have your hat on huh like you should probably mm -hmm. keep it on <laughs> <laughs> oh no no when he's uh so when what was it was it when chris pine and michelle rodriguez's character they're already captured and then uh ford is drinking like tea or something <laughs> it's like yeah oh this is oh this is too hot this is too hot uh sofina cools her finger and sticks it in there and he's like oh i didn't realize you were gonna stick your finger in there uh, <laughs> i'm just I'm gonna leave this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like like it, it so every character like besides her like feels like an actual role-playing character mm -hmm. versus someone that's part of the journey that you have to face so that's why i really like sofina playing uh, the how they played her also she was just so op yeah like, she's very op like home, coming around and like just destroying each one of them in the end essentially Whew. yeah even if it was like totally off a little bit it wasn't too off to the point where we were turned off by the performance or at least i wasn't like it was still entertaining to watch and you're just like oh man sofina's like really serious yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah oh geez overall everyone's just having a fun old time the idea that there's magic suppression cuffs yeah since you put this in here i love that so like, there's some way you have to limit each person or whatever so like when they go into the maze and then like they put a limiter on them i was like nice <laughs> that's gonna come back somehow because they, they showed it a few times and like 
I, I like that there's a way for them to bring kind of like a technology aspect to this too, to be like, all right. You know. I mean, they have artifacts, artifacts like, like yes. the, the helm of disjunction. Yeah. And that was like dysfunction. The... <laughs> <laughs> Michelle was like, oh, <laughs> helm of dysfunction is like this, this, disjunction. She's like, <laughs> like, that's what she said. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like the, yeah. it's, you're introducing these artifacts that you can use to win. And it's cool because they're actually trying to use it to win, not just introduced and then like underutilized in story. Yeah. Like, that's why I really liked it. It's just cool. And then we had the the portal staff. Yeah. The hither tither, whatever. Hither tither staff. Yeah. Like, that's such a hard word to say. Yeah. But yeah, like the, the introduction of items, super cool. I thought the whole time they were trying to get the, the resurrection one. I thought that was going to be a red herring to be like, oh, that's actually a fake. Like, it's not it. Oh, the tablet of reawakening. Yes. Uh, tablet of reawakening. Because I was like, okay, like, it'd be interesting to see that, like, that's not a real thing. But then, you know, once it turned out to be the actual thing, I was like, okay, they're going to bring back someone that's already part of the party. And the, the path that they took to, you know, re resurrect Holga I love that because, you know, we don't really have, like, a romance in the movie. I know it's, like, Justice Smith's character, so... Kind of, but it wasn't overly played. Exactly. Like, it wasn't lingering there. Like, we need this to happen. Yeah. Like, Simon and Dork, like, don't have to be in the relationship at the end. I like that it was more like, oh, you want to go on another date? Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm down. So, having Ed's relationship with Holga and them being co-parents, but, like, also, like, just really good friends was really refreshing. Like, they didn't have to, again, have a romance or anything like that to raise, you know, his daughter. Uh, and then for them to realize, like, okay, well, she already has, like, a mother figure in Holga, and Holga loves her already. Mm -hmm. Let's bring her back. I really enjoyed that. Like, it was a really good, like, uh, path to go on. Well, it's a cool consequence. So, like, even though you mentioned that there's no injuries in that fight sequence at the end, Holga gets got. Yeah. And now you can... If you already had it in your mind that um, Chris Pine's character has the tablet of reawakening, then you would be like, oh, okay, cool. They're just going to bring her back to life. But what makes it more difficult is that Chris Pine's character has been trying to bring back his wife the whole entire time. So like now it's a difficult choice for him to make to the point where, all right, there is a consequence here. Like he can't just bring back uh, Holga. He has to bring back Holga at the cost of his wife. Mm -hmm. so just an interesting consequence there um that the mcu should take note of <laughs> <laughs> kill off someone please <laughs> it's man it's just like bad dude yeah. i don't like we just need consequence you know because it, i don't know you may as well just bring back rdj and chris evans who cares at this point <laughs> <laughs> well i i you and I talked about this before too. I just rather just reset the MCU <laughs> and then just split up the storylines, you know, make it, keep it fresh each time and don't overplay a character too much. Like Ant-Man, you can tell Paul Rudd was probably done mm -hmm. after that last one. Anyway, so hopefully at D&D, if there's a second one, they kind of go a whole different route with new characters and, but still have the same kind of. Oh, that's true. They feeling. can actually do new characters as yeah. if it was like a new campaign or something. It just doesn't matter. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, it's a whole new campaign, like you mentioned. Uh, what, if you, what if they make it a second one, but you wanted one or two characters to come back? Definitely. I 
probably Doric. I want Doric too. She's really good. Sophia. Sophia. <laughs> Why is Anna weird? <laughs> Sophia. Sophia. <laughs> Lilis. Uh, she's super good. I love her yeah. as an actor, like in It One, It Two. Really good in those ones. So I hope she gets more roles. So maybe she's more prominent with Simon. Honestly, mm -hmm. I would bring them two back. Okay, but keep them side characters. So there's other main characters, but keep them as like interesting. Yeah, part I, was of gonna, the party. I was gonna say that Justice Smith doesn't radiate like lead character type of energy. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't have main character energy. <laughs> he doesn't have main character <laughs> energy. So like that's why Pokemon was yeah. a rough watch. <laughs> yeah, Pokemon Detective. I don't think he has main character energy. He's a side character energy. He was he was no Ash Ketchum for sure. For sure. Maybe that's why we don't have a second Pokemon movie. And it, it costed a lot. Like it, but it also made a lot studio. too. Like yeah. it was very popular. Like once people saw Pokemon, they're like, "Oh, sweet!" Wasn't that the same studio that did Sonic? No, and, I don't think so. Yeah, okay, I thought it was, but Sonic is Sony, I think. Uh, no, no, it was a different studio. Because remember, like they had that, like they went a certain route with Sonic. <laughs> yeah, and then but they actually listened to the fans, and they and they changed it. Yeah, and that's all that bank almost bankrupt them. Because they had to redo the whole But thing. they also made money. Because Ooh. they listened. Yeah. And then they had a second Sonic. Exactly. So and it, it became <laughs> really good. <laughs> really good franchise. But yeah, I would bring back Doric, bring back Simon. And and then a different lead. Yes. Okay. And so this is almost like Doric and Simon's adventure with Huckleberry and Finn. But the whole thing again <laughs> is that they're not the main characters. Yeah, they yeah, just yeah, happen yeah. to be a part they're, of they're, other yeah. people's parties. <laughs> Like, they get recruited to some team exactly yeah exactly. and it's just like a whole different kind of heist thing or whatever and uh you know what i kind of would have liked is what if in the end the red witch you know the like what if she actually won oh because they left right like what if they just kept on leaving and then just ended it there that would have been a more interesting thing too to be like okay there is a second one i would have been fine with that too kind of uh because the ending's unexpected no, well, it, it didn't feel like an ending if they left there. That's right. why, like... Because the, the second one's, like, continuing the campaign. No, because now this is why we have Fast and Furious 10 Part 1 and Part 2. <laughs> okay, fair enough. This is, that's just dumb. That's like, finish the story. <laughs> because like, here's the thing. Campaigns can end like that because of abrupt, abrupt things, like personal life things. But a movie still needs to end. You still have to think about it from a story perspective. If the story is incomplete, you as an audience member got gypped. Or, okay, sorry, let me introduce one more. So let's say it ends there. If it does it, end there, that the whole shift of the previous arcs have to lead up to, to it ending there. Right, right, right. So they do that. But then it shifts, and then it turns out it's just people playing role-playing D&D, and they have to go home. Oh, no, that's that's worse. <laughs> I think you, you took okay. it from a grade A movie to, to C. <laughs> It's it's like Dragonheart, but Dragonheart more had more charm to it. I'm just trying to think of different endings that Hollywood can do. <laughs> we take that and we add that idea, creative space to 65. <laughs> <laughs> Not, deal, deal. You okay, don't deal. you don't do that to a movie that's already good. Okay, fine. <laughs> you don't <laughs> don't take a good movie and then degrade it. Take that creative space. And work it on all of the MCU films in the past couple of years so far. Although Guardians has good reviews so far, so uh, yeah. The, my wife's dad just went to go see it. 
he's raving about that movie. Oh, really? Yeah. So I, I might go see it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so there's one other thing that I, I would say, like, in the movie, just to nitpick it a little bit, that I think they could have done better in D&D. Okay. Do you remember when they first saw Dork? Right? And As an owlbear? Yeah. And she's, like, you know, trying to save that person. Oh, wait. She wasn't automatically an owlbear. She, she was a horse. Yeah. So they're, like, sitting there. And they were probably, like, 200 yards away from her. Right? And they, just, they see her do her whole thing and whatever, and she never sees them. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, why were they so close to, like, this moment happening, too? Like, that's, like, one thing that I keep thinking about. You, you do you not notice it? You're talking about a prox- proximity perspective? <laughs> yeah. Because they were, like, probably, again, like, 200 yards away. So even in a state of action, her being... So you're saying... <laughs> she would have noticed them. Like, she, they somehow snuck up on her while they were walking across the bridge like you know she was already in her home turf and then they finally like caught up to her <laughs> like that's what doesn't make sense to me oh you're saying so after she already transformed she already defeated and Correct. helped all these or helped rescue that one girl yeah and they're already ahead a little bit yeah okay <laughs> and then like she walks away and she's like she turns around and like why are you guys following me it's like did you not notice them they're only like 200 oh yards well depends on the tonation there because then if she said why are you guys following me which means she already knew that they were following her, but she didn't want to say anything because she was trying to ignore them for them to leave. That's why it's like, it's just a small scene. Again, it doesn't take away from the whole movie. I had to think about it for a long time though. Because I don't remember what she said. I don't think she said, why are you following me? But she did turn around, you know, in that instance, like, did you not notice them a lot long ago? This could have been, hmm. I don't know, hours later. <laughs> like, well that that's what i mean and they're like, not quiet <laughs> depending on what uh she actually said right then for your note it'd be like oh she probably knew that they were following the whole time and was ignoring them because she doesn't want to interact with them because she, one she doesn't like humans remember yeah and then i bet you she can probably smell that's all i was th- i was thinking it happened sooner well but, from the other side yeah. Uh, to kind of counter your nitpicky thing is that does it aid the story (laughs) 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 it makes more sense if it's actually like a you know like war movies or like a action type movie that actually put those into like that type of detail actually matters like like if it's like a sniper or something or i don't know just trying to come up with a scenario. <laughs> yeah. Like if it was John Wick or something, it's like, <laughs> that's fair. Cause it doesn't it, make sense. It was cool seeing her transform. So, you know, owl, we get the owl bear. Like that's the only like mythic creature that she turns into everything else. Like, you know, a mouse, a bird, uh, a horse, of course, uh, a deer. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> like, so she did turn into yeah, a deer. <laughs> no, freaking Holga, dude. <laughs> that scene where they were chasing her though, was it? One, like also a really good like one shot oh yeah the yeah, whole yeah. time yeah. you know the cool thing about this film is that the cgi isn't like crazy good but it's good enough where i don't care exactly and like all it has to do is just like as long as the story is fun and like it makes sense we're good whereas you know i keep on bringing up the mcu but like <laughs> it's like we need a hundred million dollars for cgi but you know fuck the story yeah <laughs> like let's put the suits on them cgi on, yeah. that on there oh god i hate that scene still but it's done well here cgi wise <laughs> yeah well actually it, it reminds me of like the old doctor who um well mm. 2005 doctor who and onward 
pre-Doctor Who pop-off due to more popularity. But anyways, the CGI was like shoddy, but then it's due to the story and like good acting that you liked it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. So This is just well done. Uh, it, it's also, again, it had a really good balance of practical effects too. Oh yeah. Like we mentioned with Jonathan's costume. Jonathan. <laughs> like the action scenes, like they were, were, well, the were very well too. grounded. The sets look like I think those are real. Most of them. Yeah. The setting, like the dungeon or the castle. Right. And the end with the maze too, you could tell like most of the maze was also practical that they were going through. And like the only thing that they needed to do was do the movement. And that's what was only CGI. So. Really? This, yeah. The maze was practical? Not the whole thing. Like the, the bits where they're running through the maze, like that was, you know, huh. the focus. So. That was to me how to do like not like the best cgi but also cgi that moves the story forward like you mentioned like we know it's a moving maze mm -hmm. yeah huh yeah i didn't even pick up on that <laughs> i try my best it was just fun to it watch was. to yeah. be part of the journey that's good do you want to talk about the cameo oh yeah <laughs> we bradley get, cooper we get such a good cameo from bradley cooper he's <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so there is a love story. Yes. But, yeah. uh, it's, it's more of a breakup story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought that interaction was funny because it's like Holga and <laughs> Bradley Cooper being a tiny man. Uh, a halfling. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just like this super sensitive, loving guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He, he, he makes the most of his scene, too. He mm -hmm. comes in and just accepts it for what it is. He's just a tiny dude, like... He has a thing for big women. Mm -hmm. And I guess big women have, or I guess, you know, specifically more Holga has a thing for halflings. Because at the end, it alluded to <laughs> yeah. her liking that one dude. But yeah, Bradley Cooper is really good. <laughs> <laughs> His brief moment. It actually took me a while to piece it together that that was Bradley Cooper. It's just after their interaction a little bit more, I was like, wait, is that Bradley Cooper? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, he looks good too. Yeah. Yeah. I like you just in that one he looked younger for some reason. CGI probably. <laughs> but D and D, I would say it's like definitely a nine point five out of ten. Even if, you know, there are moments that I nitpicked nitpicked a little bit, still I would rewatch this. It's a fun film. And it's not just a one watch over. Like you you can just go back and watch it again. Yeah. Just have fun. Yeah. So if you haven't watched it yet it's good, it's good. <laughs> that's coming from me who also didn't want to watch it at first even though you know if you're listening to this we assume you watched it yes. <laughs> so but uh i think that's it for this episode indeed so thanks for joining us the discuss and discuss podcast i am kevin i've been derek follow us like subscribe do all the things share with your friends <laughs> share with your friends uh, maybe start a campaign with your friends yes play D D. play D D. in real life <laughs> all right <laughs> bye, bye.